Welcome to Business Beyond Usual. My name is Alex Perez-Garcia, but you can call me APG, and we are recording live from the Roth School of Business once again. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Claudia Aranda, and today we're going to be chatting about life in Ann Arbor, together with an amazing panel. Thanks, Alex. Before we get started, we want to encourage you to get in touch. We always love engaging with our listeners, and we love to hear from you. Send us a message at bbupodcast at umich.com. Edu. Again, it's bbupodcast at umich.edu. Follow us on Instagram at ross underscore bbu, at ross underscore bbu, and feel free to DM us there as well. Ask us questions, suggest episode topics, or just say hello. We'll spend some time at the beginning of each show reading some of your messages and answering any questions you have. Awesome, awesome. Like I said, we've got a great panel of folks today to talk about life in Ann Arbor. So with us here today, we have Maria Fernanda Guerrero, Tony Nikolov, and Daniela Perez. To kick us off, why don't each of you start telling us a little bit about yourself? So let's start where you are from or where you were pre-Ann Arbor, what you're doing now, whether that's in school or with a partner in school. And given this fun morning episode, what you had for breakfast. So maybe we can give our listeners some fun ideas. Great. Well, I can start. My name is Daniela Perez. I'm from Mexico City. And right now I'm living here in Arbor as partner as uh, an MBA one. Thinking about breakfast, um, I only have a glass of water this morning. <laughs> but thank you for the invitation and I'm super excited to be here with you. And hi everyone, my name is Maria and I'm also from Mexico, but I'm more from the north, from Tampico. Um, I was actually in Houston prior to being at Ross. I was doing consulting at Deloitte. And I am on MBA one and doing the Tabor Institute, which is more operations focused. And I had a protein shake for breakfast. Ooh, nice. Awesome. Hey, everyone. I'm Tony. Uh, similar to Daniela, I had water for breakfast. So very <laughs> filling. I'm originally from Bulgaria, but grew up in the U.S. and worked in Delaware in uh, engineering for about five years before coming here and going to be going into a more general management type role post MBA. Uh, but awesome. excited to be on the show. Awesome. Wow, what a great group we have today, Alex. Given that our topic is life in an arbor and that many of our listeners may be navigating the transition from work life to business school, let's start there. First, let's start with where do you live now? Where do you live in an arbor currently? What are your current list of pros and cons of the place you live? Our listeners here value honestly, so feel free to share openly. This is a safe space. <laughs> Well, I'm happy to start. Uh, my living journey actually in Ann Arbor has been quite <laughs> extensive for my MBA one. I started living at the Villas at Maine, which is an apartment complex that is not necessarily just for students. It's a mix of students, but also just people um, that live in Ann Arbor in general. And I found it great. I found this place just online. I moved earlier, like months earlier than the MBA started because I wanted to spend summer in Ann Arbor because um, the weather is great in the summer. And there was not a lot of leases available and like student housing. So I just started researching a bunch of places that were outside of um, student living and student housing. And the villas was one of them. And overall, my experience was great. I have no complaints. Uh, maintenance and uh, a doggy park was huge for me, which they have a great one. 
But then I ended up moving into Munger mm. for the winter. And Munger is a student housing for graduate students only. Mm-hmm. And you share a suite with five other students. They're graduate students for different programs. So it's not only Ross, which I found it interesting and I found it great because you get to meet students from all of the different programs in the mm-hmm. University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I've met a lot of friends from different countries and from different programs from like the law or like the medical school. And that's amazing for me to expand my network outside of Ross. So that's where I am right now. And I really like it. They have a gym on the eighth floor. They have pool tables. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then you can reserve rooms. And we've done like salsa lessons and things like that. in there. There's actually a cinema also, right? Yes. Yeah, there's a cinema cool. in there as well. And they have a track also in the eighth floor, which is outdoors. It's great. Awesome. So I live in the the Burns Park area, which is southeast, I guess, of the Ross building. Um, and we have a, a house there uh, on Cambridge Street, which I guess is colloquially known as the compound. It's like a, <laughs> <laughs> So everyone in the Ross community will understand what it is. Yeah. But effectively, it's been a, a, a Ross house for like 20 years or something like wow. that. Um, eight person know. house, um, eight bedrooms, four bathrooms. So kind of the sort of house living experience with roommates and that comes with, you know, its pros and cons. So we'd be happy to, you know, get into what that looks like <laughs> after Danielle. Oh, thank you. Well, in my experience, finding a place where to live was um, very easy because the school and also the people that was already living here help you a lot, like giving you information of different buildings, of, of different parts of Ann Arbor. So uh, in my case, I'm living in 618. That is like 15 minutes walking from Ross. So it's super near here and I'm super happy living there. My husband comes every day like walking to the school. So in case you don't have car or or you don't have like another way of arriving to the school, it's super easy. Like living there you are near the center of the city also we have gym also we have like a common space uh, where you can meet with your friends or you can have like meetings no Mm -hmm. or when you need to work with your group in things of the school you have like this meeting room and also we have pool of course during the the summer it's great during the winter there is no way to be to be there (laughs) but Actually, I think it's great located. I have a 7-Eleven in the corner of, of the street. Also, is the Washington Diary that it's an ice cream store. Oh, yeah. so, so, good. Good. so if you have like... Uh, the munchies. At the midnight. munchies, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes. It's great to go. So I'm super happy living in 618. The only thing is that it's a little more expensive than that in other places where to live. So actually, I think... Couples are living there and also families. So it is a place like more like familiar. And if you came alone, I think it's better to search like a roommate or or also in the yard. I think like it's a great yards. place. Yeah. yeah. yeah or right Monger or Monger. Yards right across the street from yeah. 618. Yeah. In my case, I, I think I'm the only one living at Woodbury Gardens. This is a really nice neighborhood like South Ross. It's like... 30-minute walk, but uh, we have a bus stop really nearby. So normally it takes me like five minutes to arrive here. We also have like a private shuttle. So if we are on time, 
not my case this morning, <laughs> but if you are on time, you can take the shuttle and they will like take you from the clubhouse of the um, complex to Ross and, and take you back to Woodbury Gardens. The shuttle can also be used to go to the grocery stores every two Wednesdays. They also like run this service. So that's amazing. Oh, I and I have that. complimentary um, breakfast also. Mm. So normally... Me, I'm also always in a rush in the morning. So before yeah. taking the shuttle, I just go to the clubhouse, take the complimentary breakfast. We have like free coffee all morning and we have like snacks. It's not like the most amazing um, breakfast, but it's like it's a great perk. And similar to your places like 618 and Manger, we have like um, common areas. We have also like a pool like a barbecue area. We have like conference room to share if you want to like meet with other people to study or do like a group project. We have computers and printers. So that's also like a great perk. Mm -hmm. And what I love the most is that it's really open. There's a lot of space. It's not the most like recent building. It's kind of old, but it has like, it's enchanting thing. <laughs> kind of um, from a fairy tale for me. There's a lot of trees. There's a dog bar. It's My, huge. Yeah. yeah. My apartment is actually in front of the um, tennis courts and the basketball courts. So oh, I have nice. all the implements to play sports. I don't do it, but I have them if I want <laughs> to do it. And um, coming with a partner who is also an NBA one, this is uh, one of the best place to be. There's a lot of international communities. I'm from Peru. So it's good to have like a lot of roster friends nearby for help or just to have like a night party at midnight because we are all neighbors um we are really close by so if you are like hey guys i have a couple of beers do you want to come 10 minutes later people are knocking your door so that, that's amazing and i will change i think i think i think it's the perfect balance between pricing and space in my case yeah that's great and then in my case um i live off campus as well um at forest plaza a lesser known building, but it's about a five minute walk from Ross. So very, very close. Um, a little bit of an older building. Mostly folks who live in this building are, you know, undergrads, some law students. And then there's two other business school students I found out who live in the building as well. When I was going through the search, I was really trying to prioritize one living alone. So I also mm -hmm. have a partner, but my partner lives in Chicago. So when he would come visit, I definitely wanted like, of course, not to deal with roommates and everything. Right, yeah. So I definitely wanted to live alone. And then I also wanted to be close to Ross because of the winter. Maria, you mentioned that. And just convenience for walking to class and things like that. Um, it's a little bit older, I mentioned. So it is on the cheaper end. However, not like the most affordable housing you can get in the area if you want to continue to like mm -hmm. downgrade in terms of experience but I think it hits the right balance of like an older building where I can live alone and it's walkable so yeah so actually I'd love to dig a little bit deeper so I kind of mentioned um you know what my housing research experience was like I really was just looking on Craigslist and um, apartments.com, you know, just like open search. Um, I'm curious for each of you. And then Tony, maybe we can start with you because you mentioned you lived with roommates. What was your housing research experience like and what resources really helped the most? Yeah. So I knew I, I wanted to be in a sort of roommate situation. I was coming here alone. My partner wasn't coming. So, you know, I would say one downside of the house would be if, if you do have a partner, it's probably not the right type of environment, that sort of roommate um, situation. So 
for me, I was pretty extensively in the the Slack channel for admitted students. I think in the the housing tab there, there's a lot of people posting about what they're looking for. I believe we had a an Excel sheet where everyone plugged in their yeah, priorities yeah. and really yeah. what you're looking for. So I think I took a peek and this year they have something something similar in there. So, you know, do you want pets? How many roommates do you want? What kind of cooking habits, everything else, stuff like that. And then eventually I saw a post from an MBA one at the time, is an MBA two now, um, looking to fill spots in this house. Um, so I reached out to him and then did a few calls with people who lived in the house, tours of the house virtually, just to see if it was a good fit. Um, and, you know, they kind of walked me through the price of it, which was very affordable for, you know, when you're living with seven other people, generally that can <laughs> subsidize a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, five, 10 minute walk to campus. That seemed really great. And then once we got a group of seven or eight people, we all met on a call just to make sure, you know, it was a right fit for the group of people and uh, we all seemed to get along and that was a, a really nice sort of relationship that we built in March I want to say is when we got most of it worked out March, um, March wow. so pretty early yeah. I think maybe we had five or six in March and then one or two more added towards the April time frame from from later admits yeah. Did, did you yeah. apply round one or round two? I was round one, yeah. Okay, so, that makes sense. But even then, I thought I was kind of late to the housing party. I guess not. I think everyone <laughs> really? thinks they're late yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say within like end of February, early March is when me and a few others sort of expressed interest and mm -hmm. saw that Slack post. I think one of my roommates actually has a, a post in the Slack right now trying to find incoming MBA ones. Yeah, I saw Akbar's house. right? Akbar, yeah. yeah. So that. if anyone's listening and is interested, that's a shameless <laughs> plug. <laughs> yeah, the company is a tradition house. We like. I think my first party during orientation week was at the compound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really definitely was. a great place to host social events, especially while it's still warm out yeah um but yeah i mean by all means still a, a great place to live and we we keep it clean um except for the garage <laughs> some <but>. alumni <laughs> sometimes come visit like oh, there's yeah. an alumni network at the compound there oh, wow. is. so we actually have a, a linkedin group with everyone who's that's lived there in the past so cool. so. <laughs> yeah that's amazing that's hilarious yeah 30 people plus something like wow. that wow. And, uh, it goes uh it goes long <laughs> What about Maria or Daniela, your search experience? I think I talked about this a little bit earlier, but for my first place for the villas, um, it was just online. I was actually in Houston, in Texas, when I was doing my research online about where to go that had open spots a little bit earlier because I was moving here earlier, like I said. And literally, I was doing virtual tours with a bunch of different apartment complex, um, just trying to find, you know, what the right fit was price-wise, but also space-wise. I wanted a two-bedroom to have a spare for like family. I needed a doggy park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted covered parking, you know, for the winter. So there was like a few requirements that I, I yep. needed. Yep. And it just worked out that there was this place, the villas at Maine had, you know, the, the availability, the space, and then the pricing wasn't bad at all. And then the reviews were good as well. Um, so I didn't actually visit the place until I moved in, but they were very accommodating in terms of doing virtual tours through FaceTime or Zoom. And they would walk me around uh, the community and also the apartment and all that. So I appreciated that. Then when I had to move to another place, which is Munger in the winter, I actually found these uh, through a Facebook group. Oh, wow. There is a housing and artwork Facebook group that someone told me about. 
And there's a lot of students that just post in there, you know, the different places that they are either subleasing or just renting in general. And I found someone from another program subleasing the room that I'm, I'm at right now for the winter, which was perfect for what I wanted. Because usually in Munger, the leases run uh, for an entire year. So it's like August to July or July to July. Mm-hmm. And I just needed it from January to the summer. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect that that person was graduating and then I took over the lease um, at Munger. And it's great because it's like $1,100 for rent, utilities, internet, everything. So it's, it's a good price. You still have your room. You still have, you know, your own bathroom. Yeah. You just share the the common areas, which is a kitchen and dining and living. Awesome. Okay. As I said before, uh, for me, well, I didn't, I was in the group Slack or neither in Facebook or something like that. But my husband met uh, Rogelio Lembarroy, uh, that is a Mexican too. And he's the MBA too. And he like uh, tell him about his experience living in 618. Oh. He was super happy. And um, also we have like the option of Woodbury, but we were super worried about the car and all the mobility. Yeah. So we decided to live in 618. Uh, we were searching also for like a private space for the couple. I think if Jorge, my husband, came like by himself, it will be like the same case of, of Maria or Sonny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but as a couple, we get married in July. Oh, wow. And so we arrived like one month. Later, oh yeah, so, you need, yeah. You, you need yeah, your so, space. So we need our space. Uh, actually, I think that it's a great building. As I mentioned before, it has like a, a lot of facilities and a, a lot of things to do there. So uh, for me, the the only like difficult thing was all the process, like to understand the process, yeah. no, the bedrooms and the leasing and the water. And also you need to have like um, insurance for the for the apartment. Yep, yep, All yep. that stuff was a little confusing for me at the beginning, but we you made it. Yeah. <laughs> we made it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. In my case, it was kind of similar, like coming from Peru. Um, this is my first time living abroad, living by myself, like before I was living with my family. So for me, the housing research was really like tough. Like yeah. throughout, yeah. I was also around one admitted student, but my MBA one partner was around two. So I actually didn't start looking for places until April, oh like gosh. March, April. The way uh, it's so stressful. Yeah, the way, exactly. <laughs> so what I wanted to do was, okay, what are my priorities before like looking for places? Um, if you come from the international space, you need to take into account the exchange rate Moving from solids to U.S. dollars is kind of difficult. You lose some money in the in the place. <laughs> so for me, like the budget pricing was um, pretty important. Yep. But also coming from another country, I really wanted to be close to the Ross community and have like other Ross students, international students really nearby. Um, similar to Daniela and Jorge's experience, I had like different Peruvian friends that are now MBA twos that talked to me about their experience at Woodbury Gardens. 
And we were all in a WhatsApp group, like all the admitting students from Latin America. We were in a WhatsApp group and they were talking about their experience They're living in different places. So that was like one of the most important resources for me. And also Ross did a great job like hosting different webinars and workshops about living in an arbor and the different places. And they also share with us like this um, PDF document, like a guide that it's called yeah. um, Very Apt Housing Guide in an Arbor yes. with all the places, the neighborhoods, like average prices, um, how people move around, etc. And Woodbury Gardens, one, one of the most ranked ones. So I just got in touch with leasing office of Woodbury Gardens, asked for like a video tour similar to Maria's experience and pictures, but Still, you, I was nervous because I was moving from another country right. to a place that I've never seen in person. So it was a risk, but I, it, I think it was worth it. And I'm really happy when with my place right now. And I think it like it crossed all the things in my list that I was looking for, like pricing, space, community, etc. And this was like a very actually easier experience after all the resources that we were put through, thanks to Ross and the other Rossers communities also. Yeah, I'll say that Ross does a fantastic job yeah. at putting together that guide, but also don't be afraid of exploring outside of the options that yeah. are not listed in the Ross guide, because that was my experience. And I was like, well, nobody has talked about the villas in, yeah. in the Ross guide, but it looks great. So should I do it? Should mm -hmm. I not? And I an ended up living um, having, like, as my neighbors, other Ross students, because they they were in the same similar situation as myself. So I think... They do a fantastic job, but it's okay to explore outside of the options that they list in That's there. True. Yeah, it's funny. So I actually, I'm a dual degree, so I started at the public policy school, but that guide that you're talking about was even shared. Like, it's it's a very mm -hmm. helpful guide. It was yeah. shared to the public policy students, nice. so I know exactly which guide <laughs> you are talking about. Um, and speaking of going outside the guide, um, I found Forest Plaza on very apt For the listeners, it's very, spelled very, and then apt.com. Yeah. Um, Forest Plaza was on there, and um, it was ranked mid, but mostly it, it doesn't have any amenities, so it was ranked a little bit lower. So for the listeners, I think all of our panelists have mentioned, really think about what your priorities are. For me, having amenities was not a big priority, so I was willing to kind of sacrifice the amenities so that I could live alone and be close. But other folks, I mean, I would sometimes very much love to have the pool at 618. Oh my God, it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the convenience of like the Woodbury community. So it's it's all about like many things in life. It's all about trade-offs. Exactly. But for the pool parties, we you you find friends like Danny That's that they'll true. invite yeah. you to. That's yeah. true. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So actually, guys, I want to move for the most fun part of our conversation and talk about like, what's your favorite part about living in an arbor? Ooh, who wants to start? Well, in my case, my favorite part of living in an arbor is how safe I feel living here. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And of course, the community is like amazing. You feel like free. I don't know how to express like this feeling of, Of you can walk at whatever hour at night and, and you feel safe and you yeah. everything is near and you can meet your friends uh, every time in the street. So it's it's the best part for me of living in an arbor. Yeah. I think I'll echo what Danny said because that was huge for me in my research, different MBA programs, because I was coming from Mexico and then I moved into Houston. And, you know, when you live in, in, in big cities, 
you need to be conscious of the areas that you leave. Yep. And then for me, safety has always been huge. And also transportation, because in Houston, I had to drive like an hour, two hours just to go meet my friends. Yeah. And I didn't know if I needed a car here in an hour or not, if I could just take the bus and if I was going to be safe taking the bus. So echoing that, what Danny said, being safe for me was was huge. And rank, you know, talking to different MBA programs and different MBA students, you know, I would ask that question. I would ask like, hey, do you walk alone as a female after midnight? And if the answer was no, that for me was a huge red yeah. flag mm-hmm. uh, for the MBA program. And, and here in Ann Arbor, I, I talked to students and I've lived it now that we could literally walk yeah. at any time and you're going to see students, you're going to see a lot of police, you're going to feel safe and there's lighting on the streets, the bus are running until late. Like there is a lot of activity and movement that you feel safe. And the other thing that I love is everything is really close. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yeah. I go to the gym that is, I'm like literally doing air quotes here in the room, but far away from from campus and it's 15 minutes away. And, and <laughs> it's not, not even, it's not even far. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, and I love that. I love that I can go to Costco. I can go to explore different restaurants and everything is within like 10, 15 minutes. I think the farthest drive would be the airport and that's 30 minutes. Yeah. So that to me is just great that we have that flexibility to go around and explore different areas and, and just be around the, the, the town. And it's everything is like either walking distance or very close. Yes. And there's a shuttle also to the airport that That's I haven't true. used mostly because of planning reasons, but there is a shuttle. Michigan Flyer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, use it all the time. It's, it? Yeah, it's okay. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll use it tomorrow, actually. So, oh, yeah. awesome. Where are you That's going, awesome. Tony? I'm going to St. Louis for my, uh, just a tour for my internship. But yeah, I mean, That's $15 one way. No frills. They leave right on time. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, we have to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will use it to go to the airport like next week. And it's the best thing that can happen Mm. to you. Because you walk there and you are safe and you take your luggage. And the bus arrives to McMara or Evans Terminal. And it's great. You avoid the to take an Uber or like... Many things and it's great. Also, it's a one from Ann Arbor to Detroit that leaves like each hour and it's, I think, $6. It's oh, wow. great also if you need to travel or to go there. I've Super done that good. one. It's, the, yeah. it's called the D2A2. Yeah. So Detroit to to Ann Arbor and it's super convenient. I've done that one because um, I have a couple of friends who live in Detroit. And honestly, one of the most, I would say, a hidden gem of Ann Arbor because when I rode it, I was the only one on the bus. Really? So essentially, I was getting like a private charter <laughs> to Detroit. Just like, for I was $6. Like, I was, right. Yeah, for $6. I was just like laying down, like sleeping because it was early in the morning, oh, but yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nice. great. Yeah. Um, but Tony, I just realized we, we didn't hear. What's your favorite part? Yeah, so like Maria said, for me, it's the the flexibility and like locational mobility, I guess. So obviously being close to Ross is super important. Um, We have a driveway, which if you're bringing a car is really nice. I don't have to bother with a permit or anything. Um, But then also kind of the Burns Park area is really nice. Residential homes, a mixture of student housing and also just families with kids, with dogs. You see people walking around all the time. 
I like to run quite a bit, so it's nice. a good place to to jog. And then a good, uh, I guess, marker is a mile away from us is the Nichols Arboretum, oh, yeah. which is oh, a really nice place to run into, um, especially if you like trails and you know mm-hmm. taking a break if you can't run that long like me um, in the uh, the Arboretum there. So really nice proximity to things. There's also decent food options nearby. I would say the like the primary place to go out for bars for food is probably, you know, the main street. Um, I forget the name. Is it Liberty? East Liberty with the movie theater and everything yeah, and yes. all that. Yeah, yeah. Liberty yeah. Street. That's probably a 25 minute walk for me. But for people on Hill Street, how far is that for you, Daniela, to, to go to? It's. I think it's the it's same. Like, yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. So it's an Uber ride or if you have a phone call to make, that's what I usually do when you walk somewhere um, at night. Yeah, Good way to group tasks together. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So for our listeners, we've been dropping a lot of fun places to come visit. If you do come visit Ann Arbor um, during one of the welcome weekends. So we can do a rapid fire before we kick it off to hear from one of our sponsors. So rapid fire around the room. What are some just hidden gems that we haven't mentioned yet that you think every single prospective student needs to know about about ann arbor uh wash not dairy get oh, the yeah. get the wash small don't get the big oh, it, <laughs> no, no no that's too big it's i'm sorry big. like yeah. I, I was like yeah I'll, I'll get a i'll get a small just to start but that's like yeah. an extra large at some other ice cream places yeah, so totally. don't make that mistake the kid, the kid size is the the kid size, yeah. <laughs> i think um jagged fork is one of my oh, yes. my favorite restaurants. If you like have hangover or you are only <laughs> yet, like want to have brunch or something like that, going there, it's not that expensive and you can have like a very good breakfast or lunch. There are some mimosas, mm-hmm. you Ooh, can take mimosas. eggs or hotcakes or waffles or many things. It's great. I love going there. Yeah, for me personally, the public library oh. was my absolute hidden gem. We, I don't know, we don't have this thing, at least not in the Houston area where I was. And I love books. And we have three different public libraries here in Ann Arbor. And all of them are just beautiful. You literally, it's free to sign up. Um, and then you can get a, as many books as you want for as many time as you would like. I keep renewing my book that I have right now because I haven't finished it. Um, but you can even put requests on the books that you want the library to purchase for you to rent them later on. They have like, you can rent uh, movies and, and CDs, but I do mainly books. And it's beautiful. Like you can just go, they have coffee shops inside. You can just sit down and, and it's peaceful, it's quiet. And there is one in downtown, there is one in like the east side and then more one more south. The south one has like a great outdoor area for you to read outside when like, you know, in the fall weather, when the leaves are, you know, falling. It's beautiful. So check it out. I'm learning something new every day. This is great. And so I hope our listeners are, you know, taking their taking notes, notes, taking notes oh. when they visit Ann Arbor. So thanks, uh, everyone. So we're just going to take a brief pause to hear from one of our club sponsors. Afrobeats Night is brought to you by the African Business Club, or ABC as we like to call it. Afrobeats Night is an opportunity for ABC to raise awareness, visibility, and understanding of Africa's diverse cultures through music and dance. Afrobeats Night now is its third year. 
is one of the biggest parties on campus. This year we had several dance groups competing for a cash prize and bragging rights. I think that's the best. <laughs> and an amazing fashion parade. And this is only one of the highlights event of this amazing club. ABC has been one of the greatest affinity clubs at Ross who always strive to create an incredible culture for its members and provide cultural and entertaining events for the larger Ross community. Follow them at Instagram at, at abc.ross. Thanks, Africa Business Club, for sponsoring this episode. Sounds like an amazing club, if you ask me. So back to you, Claudia. <laughs> Perfect. So we were talking a little bit about the gems and the things to do, like some food places, like Washington Dairy. So I'm actually curious to know if you have like any tips about the food experience around Ann Arbor, weekend trips or plans, activities, what do you like to advise our listeners to do when they are coming here? Ooh, I would say budget. <laughs> <laughs> because there is so many places yes. that you can explore, not only in, Ar in Arbor and even Detroit, which I was pleasantly surprised about the food in Detroit. I feel like we don't, or at least I don't go as often as I should. Yeah. There are like a lot of breweries and restaurants. Um, But then there's also a lot of like small towns around in Arbor. Yes, like you have yeah. Celine has like amazing breweries too and like burgers. Um, so I would say explore, but just be conscious that obviously like you have to budget for these things. Or if budget's not an issue, just go for it. <laughs> yeah, um, I try to cook a lot. So um, I think that's, you know, an interesting way to keep within your budget while still exploring, you know, I mean, there's, so many food places in yeah, Ann Arbor and, and beyond. So I'm still like scratching the surface there. I've only been to, you know, probably one or two of the the high roller restaurants. So there's mm. there's probably a handful there that we could talk about. Um, in terms of probably stretching outside of Ann Arbor, I really like the food in Dearborn, if any of you have been. I've so never been. Really? It's a really big um, Middle Eastern community there. Okay. Probably, I think, one of the largest in the U.S. Um, so if you're really looking for... Lebanese cuisine oh. um, and you know there's a, tons of cultures there but really beautiful food amazing stuff that's like 40 minutes right Drive? it's like 25 20? yeah okay. so it's, oh, it's a suburb of Detroit long. pretty much yeah, yeah. that's, that's on further. my bucket list mm -hmm. I need to Absolutely. go there before I leave Ann Arbor <laughs> yeah true <laughs> yeah as Maria said I try to consider a lot the budget and also the um, I was super afraid of arriving to the United States and gain a lot of weight because we know, <laughs> we know there are very delicious foods, hamburgers, hot dogs, fries, like pizza, no? Yeah. I think I can eat that like my whole life. I'm happy, <laughs> but of course I need to take care of myself and my husband, like <laughs> diet. So... My favorite restaurant is the Jagged Pork in case I need to to break the yeah. diet. Yeah. <laughs> But I used to like have a lot of delivery of HelloFresh. So you can have like this variety of, of dishes yeah. and these uh, like many options of what you can eat. Mm -hmm. But also like being healthy. But also I think the budget, it's a, a thing to consider. Yeah. For sure. That's a big thing. And actually, 
a tip that an MBA two gave me was that the HelloFresh meal kits, I mean, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. We aren't sponsored by them yet. HelloFresh, if you're listening, <laughs> please sponsor <laughs> we, we have a case about that, right? Yes. <laughs> Our blue apron, sorry. <laughs> but um, I have heard the meal kits are really helpful if you're like an MBA on the go. It's just super yeah. easy. You just put it together. You know, if you're maybe more a like, cook it yourself person. There are the grocery stores. I feel like Claudia, Maria, you've talked about, you know, going around to the various grocery stores. So there's definitely access. And then of course, if you want to splurge, if you're just not feeling it, there are a lot, actually maybe too many restaurants because I always feel so tempted to be like, Mm -hmm. do I make something or do I just go to no tie, which is like near me? And that's, that's always the temptation. But speaking of budgeting, I'd love to hear um, from each of you, like, how you get around. What are your tips for transportation, like getting around Ann Arbor? What are the various methods you use? And what would you recommend for, you know, perspectives as they're thinking about their own transportation mm-hmm. in and around Ann Arbor? Yeah, so I, I try to walk as much as I can just because it's easy to stay seated all day. Um, but obviously going to the grocery store... I'm driving, so that's you know an easy way to do it. Um, I have some roommates and friends who don't have a car, so usually lend them my car. Someone in my house lends them a car to to do that. Um, so good to have friends. Um, in terms of like nightlife stuff, again, try to walk, but there's also you know Ubers, of course. And I think I've taken like the Lime scooters a few times. You'll see some people who are after a party. <laughs> Before hey. usually, it's risky after yeah. a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you'll see those all around campus. I think it's a, especially if you're late to class. I've seen a my roommate specifically. He definitely has used it a few times to catch a class in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, all right, Just watch out for the power. potholes. Yeah. yeah, if you're gonna scooter, scooter on the sidewalk because the road might be more challenging. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've done a little bit of everything, actually. So I I have a car. I drove from Texas to Michigan. Uh, we did like a scenic route. It took us three days. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It, was, it sounds bad, but it was fine. Um, <laughs> so I have a car here that I use to, you know, go to the gym or go grocery shopping or if I want to explore around, you know, Ipsy or Detroit or I've even gone to Toronto in my car. Um, it's great. But... For school, because parking is not the best, I would say, or you just have to pay for parking around campus, um, I used to take the bus. The public bus is free for students uh, with your student ID. And I think I downloaded this app. I think you can use Google Maps or any maps. And then it tells you exactly, you know, what time the bus is going to be there. And they're usually off by like two to three minutes. It's nothing, nothing crazy. And there was a bus stop really close to where I was living that would pick me up and drop me off, you know, before and after school, before classes. And now that I live closer to campus, I walk. It takes me like eight to ten minutes to walk, depending how fast I'm mm-hmm. walking. Yes. I think the, the the public transportation is best here. I really use it a lot, even in the winter, because we know that the winter is hard here in Ann Arbor. But as Maria mentioned, like knowing the exact time is going to pass in the bus stop, it facilitates a lot your life. Yeah. Also, the cost. I, I'm not a student, so I need to pay the bus, the public transportation. And and for one ride, it's like 
one dollar and a half, fifty, yeah, fifty. But you also can in this app you can buy the day pass and it's three dollars. No, so if you are going to to be in different, uh, like running errands, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's great to buy that. Also, I use Uber if I need to go like farther. And my other like advice is uh, in my case, I don't have car. So many times I can't drive to the grocery store or, or doing that. So I have a, like a delivery app. In my case is Walmart. So Walmart it's Plus. great. Oh. It's great for me. Also, yeah. if you want to don't expend a lot of money, it's great just to do your groceries online. So you don't like have these temptations. Temptations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, in my case, it's pretty similar to everybody's. Like, normally I walk or take the bus. Like, Woodbury has, like, bus station really close by. And there's actually bus stations everywhere, I think. Mm -hmm. um, if it's the good weather and I have time, which I normally don't, um, <laughs> I'm always running late. Um, I walk, <laughs> especially in the summer and the fall. I love to walk everywhere. And it's also, like, a good exercise if you don't go to the gym as I don't go and <laughs> the private shuttle of Woodbury I have mentioned before it's also like a great perk and also find yourself good friends like Maria and Tony who yeah. can like lend you your car. your car and it's good because you have neighbors that have cars and you can always put like hey I miss the bus is anyone going to school with the car or is anybody going to Costco like in a couple of days and normally people say yes you can jump in in our car and that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I want to emphasize that because I feel like that's huge here at Ross. We're like, we let each other know like, hey, you know, yeah. I'm going to do a grocery errand. Uh, anyone needs anything. And then you end up like doing this mini trip with your friends to <laughs> yeah. Costco or yeah. to the grocery store or like, hey, I'm thinking of going to the outlets um, or mm -hmm. I'm thinking of going to Detroit to eat. Anyone wants to go. And, and I feel like that makes the community tighter. Yeah. So I, I love yeah. that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then one more note about airport. So I know we mentioned the the Michigan Flyer, but I think there's a pretty good community for carpooling, yeah, especially Slack. the Slack channel around going to Detroit for um, the airport. People either driving there looking for you know someone to go with them or Ubering, and then you can share across three people. And at that point, I think it becomes cheaper than the the Michigan Flyer, and you can do it on your own time. So a lot of good resources for you know collaborating with uh, classmates to get places. That <laughs> saved me a couple times, um, you know, when I come, you know, late at night when the Michigan Flyer isn't running, but there's this Slack channel where you can just like post and then be like, hey, is anybody getting in at midnight at the airport? And then you just split mm -hmm. an Uber and it, it saves you some money, which is needed when you're in graduate school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Well, this has been an amazing conversation, but I have one last topic that I think it's one of the most asked for our listeners. And I think it was one of the most things I was worried about coming here from a warm weather, the winter. And Daniela has already talked about it. It's, it could be kind of harsh. So can you give us like your quick tip for the different seasons, especially winter? Like we can do like a really fast fire. Mm, yeah. So get an insulated jacket. So I... I have a Gore-Tex Arc'teryx, so something that has down, but also um, like a layer of some sort of protective material for the wind. So that combo, you should be okay. 
a hat and be aware of icy sidewalks, especially for <laughs> neighbors who don't uh, yeah. who don't clean it. So yeah, that's my tip. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's I echo what Tony said, but also watch your your fingers and your ears. <laughs> so definitely get some gloves and, and something to protect your ears because you don't really think about it. You're like, oh, I'll be good with a jacket. And then you go outside and then your ears are like, oh, wait. Um, <laughs> it's not as bad as I feel like I was scared of. I was born right next to a beach and then I moved to Houston, Texas, which is hot and humid. <laughs> so for me, it's my first experience living in a place that is you know, cold and that is, has been snowy sometimes. I never thought I would live in a place where it snowed. And I think I've enjoyed it. It's a great experience and in with the right clothing and then not obviously not putting yourself out there like three, four hours a day. I think that's pretty common sense. Um, you, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think, yeah, I echo my, my, my friends here. But also, I think to have great boots, mm, it's yes. a must, no? And also isolated boots because it's super important to have your feet warm. That's yeah, waterproof. One, yeah, yeah. waterproof. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Actually, winter's not that hard. It was like it's way better than I expected. And for me, I think the key tip is to have layers. Because, yeah, you're going to be outside like a couple of minutes probably waiting for the bus. But once you arrive here at Ross or any closed indoor areas, it's going to be like really warm. Yeah. So for me, it's like key to half layers. So I can take my great jacket and put it in, a, in our locker. Like a great pair here at Ross is you can, you can rent a locker here. So normally I have like my big jacket, an umbrella and some like snow boots there just in case. But inside, I think it's just like a normal weather. Ah, inside tip, if you are coming from an international place, warm weather, don't buy winter clothes there. That was the best <laughs> tip that my interviewer told me when I was applying. Like, don't buy winter clothes in Peru. You're, they are not going to like help you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Maybe for the fall, not for the winter. So way to come here. And there are like yeah, great places right to buy um, affordable um, winter jackets. Yeah. And just to give you perspective, it's February right now and it's 50 degrees outside. Yes. So it's really not that bad. I mean, I do think this year was a little bit of a weird year, yeah. but, you know, there are some cold days, but we get through it. And you're like Claudia said, you're mostly inside and mm -hmm. there's lots of places where you can store your boots and, and coats and stuff. Um, you'll see when everybody gets to class, everybody's just like taking their coat off, yeah. taking off all their layers. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Even yeah. the professors. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, this has been an amazing panel. Thank you all so much for the, the wisdom and tips that you've given to our listeners and prospective students. We really appreciate it. And we hope that, you know, for the listeners, they're, they're writing down those tips and come visit Ann Arbor soon. Um, we'd love to have you. So Business Beyond Usual is brought to you by the Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. Today's episode was produced by Claudia Randa Portocarrero and myself, Alex Perez-Garcia. Executive producers of BBU are Bob Needham, Thomas DeClerc, Michaela Terrell, Preston Hill, and Eugenia Collins. Special thanks to Jonah Brockman, who did our editing today. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go blue, and this is Business Beyond Usual.